welcome to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. You know how it is. Grab your tickets, get on board, put your seatbelt on, enjoy the ride. I know it has been a while, but I'm back. Had to retool a few things. Brand new logo. Hope you like it. Give me some feedback. Tell me what you think of it. Today, on August the 28th, special guest today, head football coach Steve Martin of the Grizzlies, in a show that I will be calling The Coach's Corner. That's a segment of the show called The Coach's Corner. Also, new sponsor, Health Connection, three locations to serve you, two in Wichita, 1709 with Douglas, 3101 North Rock Road, Suite 170, and 1001 Rose Hill Road at Roseville, Kansas, on Napa Greenville. Well, this is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Glad to be back with you. So, stay tuned to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. This train is getting ready to leave the station. This portion of the A-Train podcast is sponsored by The Health Connection with three locations to serve you in Wichita, 1709 West Douglas, 3101 North Rock Road, number 170, and 1001 Rose Hill Road, Rose Hill, Kansas. Welcome in to my first segment, A-Train Podcast. We are literally just getting back into the saddle. It's been, oh, it's been a while. I know it's been a while. I know you weren't taking it for long. Just kind of retooling a few things around. And I don't know if you noticed, I downloaded an app and came up with a new logo. Hope you like it. Give me your feedback. Still getting the kinks worked out with this little new V8 sound card that I'm working with. Trying to get the balance between the music and my voice. Right? But I'm also elated to announce that I also have a sponsor. Uh, as you heard, I'm still waiting for Coach Martin to call in. He doesn't call in. I understand it's football season. get ready to get started for that first game. But that's not going to stop me from doing my high school football preview again. This may be a lengthy show. Uh, I'm very elated. You heard me earlier. I said I have a new sponsor. And as we speak right now, Coach Mark calling. Let me go ahead and answer that call. And I have the pleasure of having Coach Martin on the phone with you. Is that correct? Hello, Coach. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm doing just good. Glad to have you on here. I was getting the show set up, uh, doing my prelims, and 
glad you could chime in because I have been looking at some things. I was checking out Ketchup, Kansas. And ladies and gentlemen, let me just do this intro right. He has made his mark in the city. I have called him a legend. He Last time I called him that, he said he's never been referred to as a legend. I'm pretty sure he's just being modest. But I have, <laughs> I'm going to say, probably the winningest coach in Northwest football history. And that dates back a long way. I have none other than Coach Steve Martin of the Northwest, and I'm going to go give them a new nickname, the Northwest Fighting Grizzlies. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I still, uh, I've had some guys that, uh, you know, Don Davis and Western Sharks were two legends in the city. So uh, for me to be up in there, I, uh, that's a very humbling for someone to mention that. So I, uh, I uh, have had the pleasure of having some great teams with a lot of great players that I just have been a part of. So we'll leave it at that. All right. Well, we know this season is about to get underway starting next week. And, you know, I had the chance to hear you and this week already making your interview rounds. You was on with Bob Lutz this week. So the one thing he didn't get to ask you that I am going to ask you because I'm looking at these uh high school rankings and I noticed right now like in five in six A, we're gonna I'm gonna start with the six A looking at six A. You got Derby, number one, understandably. Olathe North, number two. Blue Valley coming in number three. Number four you have oh that's Blue Valley North coming in number three. Then you got Blue Valley at six and two. You have Blue Valley Northwest at five and two. Now here's the one I know everybody is waiting for right here. They posted a seven and two record last year, made a playoff Wichita East. And we're going to go no farther than Wichita East. And why is that important? Because I noticed last year they pushed you guys to the limit. And one of the biggest things you've been talking about is the competition. Well, they gave you a little bit more than probably anybody would expect it. And come to find out that Wichita East also has one of the top defenses in the state. So you talk about your front-loaded schedule, but now you have to throw East High in the mix. And what danger do they possess throughout the city league? Well, I, I think it's a program that is is on the rise. I think Coach Ockpon has assembled himself a staff that, uh, you know, wants to push their kids and get them to new heights and, you know, push them to different avenues. And so, um, you know, the problems that they arise is that they finally have a head coach over there that is putting their kids in position to win. Um, and that's no knock against anybody that's ever been there before. But, you know, I feel like the staff that NA has uh, put together is a staff that, you know, when you got kids that can run and you got some kids that can do some stuff, you got to put the ball in their hands. And I think that's what Bryce Brown did for them as offense coordinator last year. And I think that's what NA did as a defensive coordinator last year as his own defense coordinator, him and Shaq Reed. I think they just got their guys to line up and play football as fast as they can because that's what they have. You know, they, uh, I've been in the city league for 12 years and, you know, it wasn't because they were slow that they weren't any good. I think they just now have guys that are putting guys in the right position and they can relate to kids and they're doing a great job of it. Absolutely. So, and and we know how it is at Northwest. You guys don't rebuild. Y'all just reload. I like to say y'all just plug and play. So, 
first question I want to ask you, what are the strengths of your team this year? Well, I think I think any Grizzly team in the past or in the future will always be predicated on running the football and stopping the run. I mean, that's what we hang our hat on. Um, that's who we are. And I think the strength of both teams starts up, up front with our offense and defensive lines. I know, you know, a lot of people are talking about, you know, us losing some people on defense. But just like you said, it's it's plug and play. It's uh, we have we've had kids that have been waiting in the wings um, similar to two years ago and. Uh, we got, we you know we graduated uh, Brees Hall and Marcus Hicks and all those guys. Everybody's like, oh, they're done. And all of a sudden, a new crop of kids that have been waiting in the wings have been lifting and working out and wanting to be a Grizzly on Friday night. All of a sudden, those guys uh, got their chance and they made their mark on Northwest. And so, um, you know, it's going to be predicated all in the run game. And for us offensively, you know, it all starts with that guy at quarterback, number three, Jeremiah Moore. And, uh, you know, I hope people have the popcorn ready because – uh, if we can keep him healthy, he is going to put on a show this year. The, uh, the, I, I can't even describe really the ceiling that this kid has for, you know, a kid that transferred into us as a, as a sophomore and uh, was used to just handing off the football out of an I-pro offense. And all of a sudden, he's calling shots in a spread offense. And now to see where he's come and throwing the ball and everything like that, you know, uh, someone mentioned the other day that Jeremiah is just a great athlete. And I just started laughing because uh, he's going to put his name up there as one of the all time greats at Grizzly quarterback. So, and if people have done their history, they know in the recent years, we've had some great ones and it all starts with Jeremiah for us on offense. Absolutely. Now, one of the things that I find very interesting is looking at the rankings and use, I'm basically looking at the catch of Kansas top 10 out of each class. And basically, they have Wichita Northwest ruling the west side of the bracket. And most likely would be looking at, say, a Mill Valley or an acquaintance coming out of the east. Now, let me ask this question because I, I know your big thing is competition. Now, for them to say Mill Valley or acquaintance coming out of the east, those, that's what you expect. They rule the east. You're coming out of the west. What side of the bracket? the most competitive side would it be the east side or the west side there's no question it's the west side of the bracket um you know when you looked at last year i believe going into the last week i believe there were four to six one loss teams on the west side of the bracket in 5a um you had teams up there such as Mays. you had carol who played at murder's row schedule you had uh you know, you had Hayes who who lost three games straight at the end. You had a May South team who was undefeated going into week seven, I think, or, or something like that. But, you know, they, they were so top-heavy, Andover, Goddards of the world, you know. So I, I believe 5A West is definitely a lot tougher than 5A East. That's not to say the teams that come out of 5A East aren't legit, but uh, we, we definitely have a tough road, and, and that won't be the case. That'll be the same thing this year. It's going to be a dogfight just to make it to Pittsburgh again. Absolutely. Now, I asked you about what your team's strength is. I also feel kind of awkward to ask this next question because, to me personally, I don't see any. The only one that would know that would be you. What would be your team's weaknesses? And what, what do you do to cover those weaknesses up? Because like I say, from the outside looking in, I see no weaknesses. 
Well, for us, it's, it's going to be a lot of inexperience. Um, and when I say inexperience, it's going to be guys that have played under Friday nights when bullets were flying. And so big game experience, you know, we'll have to lean to the offensive side. Um, but defensively, you know, we're going to have to rely on Nate Carter, a four-year starter, uh, uh, Darius uh, Diaz, who's going to be a three-year starter, a Zach Morford, a three-year starter. Those guys are going to have to carry and be very good leaders for us to get us through that front half of the schedule so until some of these young guys can gel. You know, I'm not going to say team speed. This might be one of our fastest teams we've put out together. Um, this definitely is a strong team. It's probably not our strongest overall, but in all our areas, we're very, very strong. So I, I, I would say our inexperience right now in the kicking game at, at place kick, we're, we're literally replacing the uh, number one kicker in Kansas State history with Carson Arden points scored and points attempted. So, you know, when you have that kind of uh, experience leaving, you definitely uh, are going to have to pull pull some uh, pull some straps up and, and lace them up because you know we're gonna we're gonna have, we're gonna go through some some early season growing pains. But you know, I, I like where we said I like the experience around those guys, and um, you know, it'll be fun. It, it's been challenging. Um, it's been one of the funnest off seasons for us coaches because you know there's been times where we've been very good, and sometimes it is as easy as just going out there and playing football, but you know, our coaches have done a great job this summer and this fall camp so far preparing our guys. And we look forward to a great game Thursday night and just see where we're at. Game one for that litmus test we always want. And speaking of the preparation, because last year was last year. And we know what happened last year. There was the the stark reality of there might not be a football season, but you pulled off. So you really didn't get to have what I would call a preseason camp. So how does it feel to get out there this year, even though you've had to battle with the heat? But this year compared to last year, how does it feel? Well, I, I think it feels great because, number one, I think what last year taught us, especially in the city, is that you can't take anything for granted. And, you know, we've been preaching that to our kids. I think there's been at times where, you know, kids feel like it's their right, you know, that it's their right to play the game of football in high school. and they're going to be able to do this and that and everything that, but you know, what we were, what we were shown last year is that at any time someone can take the game away from you. And so, you know, for us, as we prepared, you know, those were the things that we talked about, you know, it's easy, it's easy to bask in going and not losing a city league game in, in three years, you know, it's real easy to get lost in that kind of hype and, and looking for the next thing. But, you know, when you break down some stuff, and when you had the game, all you got to do is a subtle reminder of where we were last year. I mean, last year at this time, I, I don't know, uh, you know, we, I think we finished, just finished up our third day of practice because we didn't know if we were playing four days before this date last year. So, you know, it was something that we didn't take for granted. We had a great camp and we had a great first two weeks of practice. And, you know, we pushed our guys because of that. And I think it's going to make us a better program and a better, pro, uh, a better football team this year in the long run. Absolutely. Uh, one of the final few questions I'm going to ask you is this right here, because when we look at your schedule, and it's pretty much the same year in, year out, front-loaded with basically the top teams at the top of the schedule. If there was any way you could tweak that schedule where it would be more competitive to get your guys ready for the playoffs, what would you do to tweak it? Would you kind of move some teams around if you could that way? You wouldn't have to worry about it being so front-loaded at the front and have a little bit more competitive edge towards the end of the season to get you ready for the playoffs. 
Yeah, you know, and but you know, here's here's the way we look at it. You know, I mean, if we could tweak it, you know, it'd be great to have. You know, we actually talked. We were in talks with us, Bishop Carroll Derby. We're in talks of having uh, a series and starting a two-game series to to really, you know, to have a good exclusive showcase of of what we can do and stuff. But you know, the dates and the next two-year schedule didn't work out. So the next two years, we went out and added Manhattan Topeka. So you know, those are programs that we added on the back half of our schedule. So. You know, in the next two years, our schedule is absolutely uh, murder's row for us. And so those are what we're looking for, you know, and it's OK. Um, I'm OK with taking a loss. I'm not an ego guy. I don't I don't need to go uh, 12 and one. You know, what we're trying to do is we're trying to win that last game in the playoffs. And, you know, I think that'll do us. But, you know, if there's a way to keep it uh, the way it is, I, I like it because you get to know what you get to fix in September. So with the way our schedule is, we know by week four and five what we have to correct to win a state title in November. And, you know, maybe having a couple games where we can actually work on some stuff and go back and maybe focus on ourselves a little bit, a little bit more um, is actually absolutely essential for us. And it's always good to a little bit lick your wounds a little bit and get healed up. So um, I don't mind having a top-heavy team, but I always just joke with my ideas like, hey, listen, if you're just trying to get rid of me, I mean, we can do this a little bit different than uh, than load my schedule up top half. So um, <laughs> it, it's always been a good time. and um, yeah, it's good, it's good time, you know? Right. I don't think nobody's actually going to try to get rid of Coach Steve Martin. <laughs> I think that it would, it would be a cold day in – well, the Wiz been feeling here in Wichita last few weeks. That's not <laughs> – I don't think that's going to happen. Here's my last question. This this is one of these – I'm going to call it my fun question. And once again, this segment here is called the Coach's Corner. I'm going to try to get a coach on every week, but we got Steve Martin on to kick us off. The Coach's Corner, which is sponsored by the Health Connection Store. My last question, I'm going to let you go and just have a little bit of fun with this, but there's also a little bit of seriousness to it. If Wichita Northwest does not win another city league title, and outside the, the threat of a Bishop Carroll, who would be that next threat to win a city league title? Well, I, I, I think we talked about one of the teams in Wichita East right now is a program that, uh, you know, is, set, is you know, right there on the cusp. Now, last year they didn't have to play Capon, and they didn't have to play uh, uh, Bishop Carroll last year. But, you know, I think they're right there. But, you know, the noise that's making on the east side of Wichita is with Weston at Capon. I think that's a program that um, I think he really has rallied the troops and has people excited over there on the east side. Catholics um, are, are very excited about their future over there. And so if if you were putting a gun to my head and you told me if if Northwest or Carroll didn't win the next two league title, I would have to lean to Capon's direction. All right. There you heard it. Straight from Coach Martin, straight from the source. If Bishop Carroll of Northwest does not win the title, Capen could be that next threat. Well, Coach, I want to thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for joining me on the train. I hope you enjoyed the ride. Once again, let's hear it for Coach Steve Martin. <laughs> Coach, you enjoy your day, and we'll do this again maybe at some point during the season, maybe a Saturday after a Northwest victory. We just have to find out which victory, all right? Hey, sounds good. Thank all you. Right. You have a great day. Take care. Thank you. Once again, my guest, Steve Martin, like I said, we were waiting for that call. And as I was leading in, this show is sponsored by the Health Connections Store. 
three locations to serve you. Two of them in Wichita, 1709 West Douglas, close to the Delano District, 3101 North Rock Road, Suite 170, and 1001 on Rose Hill Road in Rose Hill, Kansas. Owner is Natalie Greener. So stop by and tell her you heard about this on A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Tell you what I'm going to do since we got the coach's corner out of the way. And once again, my good friend and a great guest on the show, Steve Martin. We're going to take a little old break. And when I come back, we're going to go ahead and look at these high school football rankings. Start with Classic A and working our way even as far down to eight man. So stay tuned. A Train Sports Talk Podcast. We'll be right back after these rankings. <laughs> Say this right here that dark horse team that dark horse team they got a kid on their name toby i'm not going to try to pronounce his last name because i'll butcher it but how about those east high aces could they be in a position to be the spoiler and walk away with the city league title that's why the game played out on the field Anyway, what we're going to do now is we are going to take a look at the Catchit Kansas high school football preview rankings. Once again, special thanks to my new sponsor, the Health Connection Store. Uh, owner Natalie Greenleaf, tell you heard this ad on the a train sports talk podcast. I'm pretty sure she'll be happy to hear that. But we're looking at high school rankings. And uh, we're going to start out with 6A. Catch it, Kansas presents its 2021 preseason football rankings. Here are some poll notes. 
similar to past years, rankings are top 10 for each of the KSHSAA eight classes and top five for six men. So you're going to get the whole full plate. Rankings will run every week of the regular season and then after the state title game. In 2019 of the 80 teams ranked in the preseason, 53 finished the season ranked. In 2020, of the 80 preseason ranked squads, 54 finished the season ranked. Class 2A, Nemaha Central in 2019 is the only team to be unranked in the preseason and then win a title in the last two years. So let us just go ahead and take a look at these polls and get you ready for some high school football. Last year, the eight KSHSAA titleists had an average preseason poll ranking of 2.3. The eight final number two teams had an average preseason poll rank of 3.0. So we start out with Class 6A, and we're looking at Derby. 6A, number one ranked Derby, had a 9-2 record last year. Olathe North finished with an 8-2. Number three, Blue Valley North at 7-3. And right here, three, four, and five is jumbled up with Blue Valley School. Blue Valley North at number three reported a seven and three season last year. Number four, Blue Valley reported a six and two season. And Blue Valley Northwest at number five, five and two. Coming in at number six, from right here in the air capital city, Wichita East with a seven and two record last year. Then you have Manhattan at number seven. Olathe West at number eight, Olathe Northwest at number nine, and Dodge City at number 10. Derby has Keshe Kansas' top ranked positional group at QB, offensive line, and defensive line. Derby needs to find a new quarterback, though longtime coach Brandon Clark and his staff have consistently delivered outstanding signal calls. The Panthers have won three consecutive state titles and appeared in six straight title games. Derby remains a favorite, but Olathe North and the trio of Blue Valley schools are loaded too. Olathe North has quarterback Noah Palmer and running back Jacob Parrish and Aquantez Love, all who ranked high on Texas Kansas' preseason list. Palmer also, the first team all-state safety, is probably Kansas' best two-way player. Olathe North returns more than 2,600 rushing yards. A lot of intrigue also exists in the back half of the top 10. Can Wichita East continue its success? East is at Hayes High in week one and gets a full city league slate. East had its best season since the 80s and had the number one scoring defense in Class 6A. Dodge City has enjoyed back-to-back top 10 6A defenses and has new coach Glenn O'Neill, a legendary a legendary coach in football and basketball. O'Neill enjoyed a quick turnaround at Topeka Seaman after a highly successful run with Scott City. Olathe Northwest also went through a sizable defensive improvement and could surprise on the east side. Now we move to 5A. Bring with the number one ranking, Wichita Northwest, who's coached Steve Martin I had on. Number two, St. Thomas Aquinas. Number three, Mill Valley. Number four, not too far away, Mays. 
right around the corner at number five, Bishop Carroll. Number six, Hayes High coming in at number six. Coming in at number seven, Garter. Coming in at number eight, Cape Mount Carmel. Coming in at number nine, Wichita Heights. And coming in at number 10, up the road, up US 54, 400, Andover. Hutchinson and Topeka Seaman were just outside the preseason top 10. First, Class 5A has significant talent and a lot of elite players, including Hayes High's Jaron Kanick, Jordan Dale, and Gavin Myers. Wichita Heights, John Randall, Andover's Chandler Goodnight, Goddard defensive line duo, and Capemount and Capen's Nathan Fury and Will Doolittle. Those teams are outside the top five and are still very talented squads. Class 5A has its ruling class of Wichita Northwest in the West and Mill Valley and Aquinas in the East. Plus, Mays has its standout junior class, including quarterback Avery Johnson and Bishop Carroll returns plenty of depth. While it would be a slight surprise if neither Mill Valley nor Aquinas doesn't come out of the East. The West has plenty more depth. Mill Valley and Aquinas have five championships in the last six years. Northwest has three straight state runner-ups. A big reason for the difference between the top five teams and the rest is with offensive production. In 2019, Northwest, Aquinas, Mays, Mill Valley, and Bishop Carroll were all in the top seven in 5A offense. In 20, Northwest, Mill Valley, Mays, and BC ranked in the top eight in 5A offense. So class 5A looks to be very interesting. Now we move to 4A. Number one, Bishop Miege. Number two, St. James Academy. Number three, Paola. Number four, Andover Central. Number five, Bueller. Number six, McPherson. Number seven, Arc City. Number eight, Baser Linwood. And number nine, number nine, Kansas City Piper. And number 10, El Dorado. In 2020, St. James Academy upset rival Bishop Mage in the 4A semifinals. Mage had won six, Mage had won six straight championships. SJA then bested Arc City in the final. Arc City finished 6 7 with an incredible playoff run. Mage and SJA continued to lead 4A. Though Kansas City Piper, Basin Linwood, Payola, and Eudora are among those in the East contention. In comparison to the last several years, Miege has more holes to fill and newer players in key roles. Piper and Eudora both have at least one player with FBS offers. Piper led 4-8 in scoring defense last year. Paola is 20-2 in the last two years. The 4A West has was balanced in 2020 and McPherson Andover Central, Arc City, and Beulah are among the contenders. McPherson has played in four straight semifinals. Arc City returns quarterback Gabe Welch and its top two wide receivers. McPherson, Beulah, and Andover Central were second, third, and fourth respectively in 4A scoring defense. Andover Central, 7-2 last year, has a lot of factors pointing up. The Jaguars had among 
Texas Kansas' top positional group at QB, offensive line, defensive line, and linebacker, including linemen Drew Daniels and Isaac Shereen. Last year, the Jaguars had their best yards per carry since 2010 and highest yards per play since 15 and could have another jump this fall. Andover Central, perhaps more than any other large school, has a history of outperforming its preseason rank. Here are three examples. 2015, not ranked, top 10 preseason, state runner-up, final number two ranking. 2019, not ranked, top 10 preseason, the state runner-up, final number four ranking. 2020, not ranked, top 10 preseason, number nine final ranking. This year, CIK positions the Jaguars squarely in the for a West race from August. So, here's what we're going to do. We are going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll take a look at the rest of the classes. So, stay tuned. A Train Sports Talk podcast. Train, build up a little bit. Tracy, host of the Moonstar Podcast, and you are listening to A Train. Buckle up, baby, and enjoy the ride. Woo! Welcome back to the A Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your conductor and host, Anthony Smith. Hope you're enjoying the ride this far. Bring it back up. Steve, what's going on? We had our coaches corner with Coach Steve Martin of the Northwest Grizzlies. Thus far, we looked at preseason rankings, classes 6A, 4A. Now we're getting ready to get into class 3A. And we're going to even go as far as maybe down to 6-8. Well, six, I know 8-man for sure. Possibly 6 So I hope you are enjoying the ride this far. A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Let's start this train rolling again. So we looked at classes 6-A, 5-A, 4-A. So now that brings us this segment to class 3A. And returning from an undefeated season at the number one spot, Andale. Coming in at number two, Frontenac. Number three, not too far up the road from here, Cheney. Right here in the air capital city at the number four spot is Wichita Collegiate. Coming in at number five is Holton. 
coming in. Number six, Topeka Hayden. Number seven, Columbus. Number eight, Galena. Number nine, Holcomb. And rounding out at the number 10 spot is Riley County. Rock Creek, Perry Lecompton, and Prairie View are just outside the top 10. Two years ago, Class 3A was considered the state's most balanced class. However, <clears throat> Andale has simply dominated the past two falls with 25 straight victories. Andale has still never lost a regular season game with Coach Dylan Schmidt. The big question is whether anyone can defeat the Indians. Frontenac, Galena, and Columbus, all in the CNC, have elite talent, especially among the defensive line. Wichita Collegiate features standout quarterback Wesley Fair and linebacker Drew Trabaneo, who has played multiple offensive positions. Andale led 3-8 and in scoring offense and defense with an average score of 51-7. Cheney was fourth in offense with 41 points a contest and brings back standout quarterback Harrison Volk. Holcomb is a dark horse candidate with QB Caden Johnson and wide receiver Levi Noel. Now we look at Class 2A. <clears throat> Coming in at number one, returning from an undefeated season, 13-0. Rossville. Number two, Silver Lake. Number three, Beloit. Number four, Hoisington. Hosted a 12-1 record last year. Nemaha Central at 8-3 last year. Number five, Garden Plain. Number six, Thomas Moore Prep Marion. At seven, number eight, Osage City. Number nine, Pittsburgh Colgan. And number 10, Kingman. By far, war on 24 rivals, Rossville and Silver Lake paced 2A in scoring offense. Rossville led with 52.2 points per game and Silver Lake second at 51.1. Outside of those two, only Myra Hill, 42.7, scored more than 36 points a contest. Rossville and Silver Lake each return elite quarterbacks with Tory Horick and Dagan Kruger, respectively. Horick is the defending 2A Offensive Player of the Year. Beloit has among Ketchik, Kansas' top offensive line units paced by junior Grady Seifert. Poison has been highly consistent under coach Zach Baird and has not lost a regular season game since October 10, 2018. Legend Robinson is expected to step into the leading running back role, and Cole Gilliland, Gilliland should be among 2A's top OLDLs. Osage City paced 2A in scoring defense at nine points a game, while Rossville, Silver Lake, is the definite East favorite. The West is significantly more wide open. Kingman was number five in scoring offense and six in defense and is a dark horse contender. Now we move to 1A. Coming in number one, coming off a 12-0 season, OP. Number two, a tradition rich coming in with finishing with an 82 season last year, Smith Center. 
Number three, Inman. Number four, Centralia. Number five, Plainville. Number six, Conway Springs, another tradition-rich school. Number seven, Sedgwick. Number eight, Jackson Heights. Number nine, Oakley. And number 10, Wabansee. Last year, Oakley failed to meet Continent League rival Smith Center in district play. At that point, Oakley was 0-13 against Smith Center since 2003. Then, Oakley defeated Smith Center on the road in the state quarterfinals. Oakley, one of 2020's biggest surprises, eventually reached state championship game in school history. OPB Oakley, 14-0, and finished with just 2.9 points permitted a contest. This year, OP is clear-cut number one team. Class 1A has strong competitive balance throughout the rest of the top 10, like Oakley entering 2020 multiple 1A teams with significant streaks against other 1A squads. <clears throat> Indy continuing those streaks is expected to shape the classification. Cedric is 12-0 against Emma since 2004, including a 42-7 win in the last meeting, 2019. Cedric is 1-7 against MCL school, Conway Springs. Jackson Heights is 1-4 against Centralia and has tallied 11.8 points a game in those five contests. Jackson Heights is 0-5 versus Opie. Plainville has lost seven straight to SC, with the majority of those close games. Plainville, Jackson Heights, Wabasee are all teams that can enjoy sizable jumps. Now, we bring you to eight-man division one. And these are going to be top ten in eight-man division one. Number one, Kenton Galvin. Number two, Hoaxie. Number three, Madison. Number four, Burlingame. Number five, Little River. Number six, Hill City. Number seven, Mead. Number eight, Argonia Attica. Number nine, Pratt Skyline. Number 10, the Cross. This is likely the closest classification. At least six teams can make a strong case for the number one team in the preseason. Canton Galva, Hoaxie, and Madison all returned exceptional quarterbacks with Garrett Maltby, Ashton Dow, and Casey Ham. Burlingame and Little River have likely the classification's top defensive line and offensive line. Hill City and me look to balance, look to bounce back from the 2020 season derailed by COVID-19 and injuries. Both squads return nearly all of its key players. Now we move to eight-man Division Two. Number one, Hanover. Number two, Victoria. Number three, Thunder Ridge. Number four, Axtell. Number five, Wheaton and Grinnell. Number six, Coldwater South Central. Number seven, Osborne. Number eight, Central Plains. Number nine, Norwich. And number 10, Downs Lakeside. Frankfurt, Caldwell, and Lebo, also considered in a deep class. The big nexus of this classification comes down to the overall depth of Hanover, Victoria, against teams with smaller rosters. Although those squads generally have an elite quarterback, have an elite quarterback and skilled players, including T.R. 
Actel, and W.G. Osborne, Norwich, and Lakeside. Handover coach Matt Hewer has six state titles, tied with former Hanston coach Jerry Slayton for most among eight-man coaches in state history. Victoria coach Doug Oberly is 3-1 all-time in state championships as a head coach. Victoria is 12-1, 12-0, and 11-1 in his last three seasons in Division II. And we will wrap this up with six-man. Coming in, number one is Bird City, Shalen. Number two, Ashland. Number three, Cunningham. Number four, Natoma. And number five, Moscow. Shalen went wire-to-wire en route to the 2026-man championship, the first athletic crown in any sport. This year, Shalen, Ashland, and Cunningham are primarily headed by sophomore and junior. Natoma has this great duo of Caden Martinez and Derek George. Moscow is first and second in six-man scoring defense the last two falls. Six-man should be highly competitive in 2021. And that is your preseason rankings for high school in the state of Kansas from Class 6A all the way down to six man. And I hope you find this very interesting and very informative as well. Uh, hopefully, one of these days, I'm going to step outside of my box. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually try to get out to not a traditional 11 on 11, but Possibly a eight man. I want to see that because I'd be noticing the scores and how they'd be racking up scores. And until I see it, the only thing I could relate eight man football to is it is basically indoor football played outdoors. Because if you notice, most of your indoor arena football league games are usually high scoring affairs. So I'm just translating that in, if I can imagine it, this high-scoring football game. It's, it's, it's basically indoor football played outdoor for eight men. That, that, until I see it, that's my analogy. Now, what I want to do, if possible, and I'm pretty sure time will permit, and I know it permits, I want to take a look at linebackers to watch. Linebackers to watch. So what I am going to do right here, I am going to go ahead and take a pause for the call. When I come back, we're going to look at some of the linebackers to take a look at. Stay tuned. A Train Sports Talk Podcast.
Anthony Smith here with A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your conductor. Just want to let you know that this podcast is listener supported. That's right, driven by you, the listener, who wants to support. So click on that support button down there. You have three options, 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. We'll get your ad rent on this podcast. So click the support button. Your support will be greatly appreciated. Once again, Anthony Smith with the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. This portion of the A-Train podcast is sponsored by The Health Connection with three locations to serve you in Wichita, 1709 West Douglas, 3101 North Rock Road, number 170, and 1001 Rose Hill Road, Rose Hill, Kansas. Welcome back to my last segment, and what I am going to be doing in this last segment, pretty much this show, let me just go ahead, once again, show some love to Natalie Greenleaf at the Health Connection Store, for being my first official sponsor, That's, this is pretty much local and centralized podcast, now what I'm doing, looking at the high school football rankings, uh, Basically, the Health Connection is a proud sponsor of Open Corner and anything related to high school football. Greenlee, the owner at the Health Connection store, and there are three locations to serve you with two of them in Wichita, 1709 West Douglas, 3101 North Rock Road, Suite 170, and 1001 Rose Hill Road, Rose Hill, Kansas. So, Stop by and tell us. Hey, train. Just to let you know a little bit about the store, it's where you can get all your CBC needs. CBC is one of the things that is most talked about. Pain, anxiety, whatever the case may be. Go by and talk to Natalie and the fine staff at the Health Connection Store. Those three locations I've given you to get educated on the CBC products. So we're going to get back into this last segment, and we're going to look at some of the linebackers to look at. So buckle up, enjoy the stretch run. Some of these names, I may butcher them, but just bear with me, okay? But we're looking at some of the top linebackers. Keep an eye on. And this list is also compiled from Texas, Kansas as well. So we may not do the whole list, but we will give you a good sample size. All right. So So number one, Gavin Myers, Dalton Dale, Jaron Koenig. Hayes High. Hayes High senior Gavin Myers is ranked as Kansas' best linebacker after he was number two on this list entering 2020. Myers has been a FBS recruit for nearly two years. The six foot two, 220 pound Myers is ranked number five in the Kansas class of 2022 per 24 7, a recruiting leader. Myers should become Hayes' high.
high's all-time leading tackler in 2021. Myers has offers from Colorado, Buffalo, Akron, Air Force, and Nebraska per 24-7. Dalton Dale delivered an exceptional 2021 school year. He finished with more than 70 tackles, had a strong wrestling season, and then a first-team All-State baseball season for the Indians. Third-place team in Class 5A. Hayes High School has a huge improvement with defense coordinator Leighton Hickle. Two seasons ago, the Indians allowed 29 points a game, number 22 in 5A. Hayes High School finished fourth in 5A defense last season at 16 points per the contest. Last year, Myers delivered 87 tackles, 13 for losses, three sacks, two interceptions, and a pair of forced fumbles. Dale finished with 75 tackles, four tackles for losses, two interceptions, two forced fumbles, and a pair of fumble recoveries. Koenig, a Clemson commit, will likely be Hayes High's starting quarterback and can play defense in an expected hybrid role. Also in the WAC, Garden City's Joel Bellows posted 99 stops, third most in Kansas among returners per max prep. Garden City has struggled the last two seasons, though was still 7th and 6th eight with 20.3 points allowed a contest. That was a big improvement after a 32.8 points per average allowed in 2019. Going to the number two position, Kobe Ansanami, Wichita East. This summer, Wichita East coach Ian Acton shared the career arc of Wichita East. Kobe Ansanami recruited as a linebacker and listed as an athlete on his Twitter page. Acton called him very, very athletic. Though Ansanami was playing offensive tackle in Little League, Ansanami Unsunami first played quarterback and running back as a freshman before he had broken a collarbone early in the year. Last year, Wichita East was crowned. Last year, Wichita East was crowned at running back, and Unsunami moved to linebacker. One practice, East free safety didn't show up. Unsunami went back to free safety. Acton kept Ansanami there. Acton called him flying to the ball and long, physical, against predominantly run teams. Kobe played up in the box. 6'2", 210 pounds. Kobe is ranked number nine in class in the class of 2022 and has committed to Kansas State. He delivered 44 tackles and one interception. East paced 6A with 11.8 points allowed a game. Number three, Ty Weber from Washburn World. Washburn World's Ty Weber delivered 116 tackles in 10 games, first among Kansas 11-man players per max prep. Washburn World finished 4-6. A junior this year, the 6'3", 230-pound Weber has some interest in Kansas State and South Dakota. He is among the top 2023 recruits. Number four, Chandler Goodnight, Andover. Chandler Goodnight earned a DePaul that's D-E-P-A-U-W, football scholarship offer on August 12th. New Andover linebacker coach Taylor Count, Taylor Count posted 
via Twitter that Goodnight has posted three huge statistical seasons. Freshman year, Goodnight posted 87 tackles and a few record 11 sacks. His sophomore season, Goodnight posted 79 tackles and six sacks. Last year, Goodnight posted 85 tackles and eight sacks. The 5'11", 210-pound outside linebacker has a 4.3 GPA. Andover has been exceptional on defense the last two years. In 2019, the Trojans were 5A, scoring with and scoring defense of 15.3 points allowed a game. Last year, Andover finished third with 13.8 points allowed, trailing only Capon and Wichita Northwest. Number five, Drew Charbonnet. Wichita Collegiate. Last fall, Wichita Collegiate coach Troy Black called, told that Drew Charbonnet is the Spartans' defensive signal caller and one of our top defensive players. Charbonnet enjoyed a big year and helped the Spartans improve from 6 and 4 to 10 and 2 and advance to the Class 3A state semifinals. Collegiate had both losses to Andale, the eventual 3A state titlers. Charbonnet collected First-team All-League and linebacker Sam Augustine, second team. In the season's first 10 games, Charbonnet pressed collision with 39 tackles and was among the team leaders with five tackles for loss and three sacks. Augustine missed four of the year's first 10 contests and recorded 28 stops in the six games he played. Two seasons ago, Collegiate allowed 20 points a contest. Spartans finished number 14 and 3 8, 17.6 points a game. Charbonnet is listed at 5'10, 200 2021. He has started since his freshman year. Offensively, Charbonnet has played several positions, including fullback and offensive tackle. Number six, Matthew Rodriguez, Southeast Saline. Last year, the IK wrote a game featuring on Southeast Saline's Matthew Rodriguez who was highly impressive in a road district win versus Colby. Coach Mitch Gibhart told CIK that Rodriguez is your typical middle linebacker and sets the tone for the defense playing physically. Rodriguez, a finalist for the 2021 3A Defensive Player of the Year, is probably the best 3A returning defensive player this season. Southeast. Saline went 9-1 and was second in 3A in scoring defense with just 7.3 points allowed a contest. A two-time 3-2-1A state wrestling runner-up, Rodriguez paced the Trojans with 95 tackles, 20 for loss. Two years ago, he led with 94 tackles and five sacks. Number seven, Cody Hawks. Goddard Eisenhower. Goddard Eisenhower senior Cody Hawks delivered 90 tackles in 2019 and has 174 stops in his career. Six foot one, 220-pound Hawks bent 315, squatted 465, and cleaned 300. Hawks posted 4.59 in the 40-yard dash and 4.3 in the pro agility. Eisenhower, number 16 in 5A scoring defense. Number eight, Nathan Fury. Capon, junior linebacker. Nathan Fury was a key playmaker in KMC's big turnaround and number one scoring defense in 5A. Fury was the class 5A wrestling runner-up. Runner number nine, Logan 
affects are Andale. Andale enters this fall with a back-to-back Class 3A state championship and has a current 25-game winning streak, longest in Kansas. Logan Spexart was a second-team All-League. He is among 3A's top returning players. Andale paced the Indians with 6.5 points allowed the contest. Number 10, Jarish Diaz, Jerome Reagan, Zach Morford with the Cardinal Northwest. Coach Steve Martin told CIK this summer that he would put our best linebacker court up against anybody. Darius Diaz, first team all-league, Jerome Reagan, second team all-conference at Wichita West in 2020 and transferred to Northwest. Zach Morford was an honorable mention, all-league selection. Jacob King is an outside linebacker, safety. Northwest has impressively been top three in Class 5A defense the last two years. So there I gave you a top 10 list of linebackers to watch either individually and or collectively as a group. So what that does for me is that's going to bring this train back into the station. Hope you have enjoyed it. Uh, Please keep your tickets because you can reuse them over and over and over again. But until the next time, remember, enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself and each other. This is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Pull into the station. Hope you've enjoyed the ride. Leave your comments. I'll be glad to get some feedback from you. So until next time, take care of yourself and God bless. Thank you.